How can average working citizens like us, how can we reform our unjust financial system to erode the wealth and power of big banks, traditional corporations, and the super rich, and redistribute that wealth and power to average working citizens without relying on politicians or regulations? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist, investment advisor, and founder of Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, we are going to be wrapping up our discussion of how we can control our actions and reactions to use the power of love to reform our unjust financial system. So let's start off with taking us back to 1857 in in, in India. At that time, the British Empire uh, ruled over the people of India, and they were exploiting uh, the population of India in many ways. One of such ways was that uh, they would enlist the men into their army. Um, And the reason was it was allowed them to uh, continue their efforts of expansionism and to increase the size of their empire. So they, they used uh, the, the men of, of India to, uh, as soldiers. Now, in 1857, uh, the Indian soldiers found out that the British used pig and cow grease for their rifle cartridges. Um, and oftentimes, the rifle cartridges, they, they had to pull them out with their teeth and then uh, put them in their guns. And uh, the idea of a Muslim to be putting pig fat in their mouth was uh, one of the the most uh, sacrilegious things you could think of. And uh, for for the Hindus, the same with the the cow grease. And so this led to a revolt, uh, the revolt of 1857. And it was really... uh, 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 a, a, a war to try and gain independence uh, for the for the people of India. That's what it turned into. It started off with with the pig and the cow grease, and it turned into a war for independence. Now, uh, this revolt was uh, eventually uh, crushed by uh, the 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 British army. They were just too advanced militarily, uh, just had too much experience with fighting in wars. Um, and, and so uh, eventually this revolt was was crushed. But uh, the British Empire took a hit in the face. They, they took a, a, a good beating, um, not just with the loss of life, which was significant. Around 6,000 British troops died, uh, but financially uh, as well. Uh, not only was the British Empire exploiting the population, uh, but they were also exploiting uh, India's resources. They had all this, um, you know, the silks and spices and teas that they would be stealing from India and, you know, selling it to uh, their own population and to countries uh, around the world, um, which made the, the British Empire very, very wealthy. So to prevent this from happening again, uh, the British Empire decided on a divide and rule strategy. 
So what they uh, what they did was they they propped up a puppet government for the people of India, and they uh, divided uh, India. Uh, you know, they they drew lines on India as kind of like uh, gerrymandering in, in a sense. Uh, you know, for um, different uh, political uh, seats in in this new puppet uh, government, and instead of uh, doing two different political parties, the lines were were drawn around uh, religious communities. So you had a Muslim uh, party essentially and a Hindu party, and instead of uniting and fighting uh, against the British they were instead arguing and blaming amongst each other, uh, which is exactly what the British wanted. And the British, they were able to continue to exploit India for you know another 75 years um, without any major conflicts like this 1857 uh, revolt. The, the Hindus and Muslims uh, now started blaming each other for the reason why they were occupied uh, by the British Empire. And this continued uh, until 1919, when a young attorney um, started writing uh, uh, through various publications. I know one was called Young India, uh, that he was he was announcing to the, the population of India that he was not going to cooperate with the British government nonviolently. It was a non-cooperation, a policy of non-cooperation. The young attorney's name was Gandhi. And uh, the, the British Empire did not want this to happen at all. So they, they put him on trial uh, for sedition, uh, you know, for writing, uh, not, to, not to cooperate with the British Empire. And he pled guilty. He's like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I, I said not to cooperate. Yeah, so if that means I'm guilty, I'm guilty. So uh, he uh, was sent to prison. And during that time, he really started to uh, refine. And 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 what I, what I didn't mention was that this Gandhi, he wasn't blaming uh, or even angry at anyone. Uh, his reaction was um, using love. He accepted and respected that the citizens of, of Britain had a right to live. He, all humans have a right to live and, and have a right to dignity. And this was Gandhi's core belief. So he, he didn't react with blame and anger. He instead reacted with love and created this... Um, uh, movement of non-cooperation. So when he got out of prison, um, he decided uh, to, to do something else. Um, there was these taxes on uh, salt and taxes on uh, clothes uh, for the people of India. And so he announced uh that he was going to make his own salt and to make his own clothes. This was called the, the salt. I uh, hope, hopefully I'm pronouncing this right. Sutiagraha, salt Sutiagraha. And essentially 
that's what he would do. He would, uh, they, well, the initial one was this huge, massive march to the sea, hundreds of miles, announcing that we're making our own salt and acknowledging when other people came on board to, to do this march. And uh, it was incredibly successful. The, uh, the British Empire, they wanted to put a stop to this. And they brutally um, uh, beat down uh, anyone who was trying to um, uh, make their own salt or, or make their own clothes. And the foreign press was there and covered it. And they were taking pictures. And the global reaction was, uh, was completely disgusted with the, the way the British Empire were, were treating uh, the, this, here is this guy, Gandhi, using the power of love. Um, he has the uh, Muslims and Hindus united, actually, and they are going to to uh, uh, to to not to topple the, the most powerful empire in the world by making their own salt and making their own clothes. And uh, this this uh, worked. Uh, until um, the 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 Muslims and the Hindus just couldn't work together. The the this divide and rule that uh, the British started was was just so effective that there was no forgiveness that was going on between the Hindus and, and the Muslims. Now uh, India finally did get their independence uh, after World War II. Uh, the British was, they were just bombarded um, and uh, by Nazi Germany, and they ha had massive debts to uh, the United States, uh, which actually they just recently repaid uh, a few years ago. I mean, that's how massive this debt was. Um, and, and so they, they could no longer, uh, they could no longer uh, rule a foreign uh, land like like uh, India, and so they left. But before they did, they partitioned India and the people of India. The 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 this this puppet government that used to be it became a real government, and they decided that yeah, let's partition. We 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 have too much anger and we blame each other. Let's just go our separate ways in, into our each country. Well, what what resulted in that? Uh, from all this blame and anger was uh, this massive eruption of violence throughout the country. Um, it, it ended up being 14 million people moved. So, so uh, you had Hindus who lived in Pakistan. They uh, moved uh, south to India because prior to, to this, Pakistan... There, that wasn't a country. It was just India. And so uh, the British Empire divided it. And uh, the Hindus living in Pakistan, they came to India. The Muslims living in uh, India moved to Pakistan and, and Bangladesh. Um, and and uh, it's estimated that a million people died as a result of this partitioning. Um, the violence against women uh, during this partition is unfathomable. The 
the sheer number of rapes that occurred. Um, it it was one of the the darkest periods you could possibly think of. Gandhi was still alive, and he he had to witness this. Here he was uh, successfully uniting uh, the people of India with the power of love, which really did end up. Uh, another interesting note was that um, uh, Roosevelt, uh, the U.S. president at that time, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, was very affected by Gandhi. And part of the terms of the loan that he that the United States offered to Britain was to uh, give up their rule of of foreign lands, particularly India. Um, and, and so the Gandhi indirectly was the the reason for the independence of India because uh, the, the Indians, they were uh, the the British Empire were just making it was such a huge cash cow this country was for them. Uh, and uh, it, it certainly would have uh, been something to continue, uh, you know, uh, exploiting the country to rebuild their efforts after World War II, but um, it couldn't happen. Uh, so back to the violence um, of partitioning so that the anger and the blame never went away. It never went away. Um, and even today, there is still violence between India and Pakistan in this Kashmir re region. Uh, from since 1988, it's estimated that 48,000 people have died from from this violence between uh, India and Pakistan. Uh, in 2018, uh, over let's see, 586 people died in this conflict. So it's still ongoing. Uh, 2019, th around 300 people died. So the, the, the blame and uh, the arguing has never stopped. Uh, India got, became, got a nuclear weapon. And so then Pakistan had to get a nuclear weapon. And, and now you have two you know, countries who are angry at each other, blaming each other, that are nuclear powers. Um, and, and, and so uh, reacting with, with blame and anger, this is the road it leads, leads us down. So if we continue to react with blame and anger uh, in our financial system, which is what we're doing, uh, uh, progressives are, are blaming and angry at populists, populists are angry and blaming progressives. And meanwhile, the uh, big banks, the powerful corporations and the super rich are, are living um, you know, business as usual. They're, they're, they're continuing their exploitive practices on the people while the people are divided and, and blaming and angry at, at one another. And uh, there are acts of violence now that, that are happening because of this division. So something has to change. We, we need to, to stop blaming. We need to stop this anger and blame and instead use the power of love. Now, you know, I grew up um, hearing that the power of love is the, the most powerful force in the world. And I, I, I'm sure you have too, but you know, I didn't really believe it 
in, until until recently, until I've I, I've really understood what I have control over, and 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 uh, by reacting with love, giving giving me um, uh, this clarity of mind, and you know, what if love is the most powerful force in the world? What if? Then we can absolutely uh, reform our, our financial system. What if we all believe that? I know Gandhi believed in the power of love. I believe in the power of love. And I believe that through this, we can reform our unjust financial system. We can create an economy that looks out for the well-being of ourselves, each other, and our planet's finite resources. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I'm a crowd investor, and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know how to uh, reform our unjust financial system democratically without protesting or divisive political action, then visit my website, stakeholderenterprise.com.